Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I wanted to follow up on an email that I sent that got some pretty strong feedback that it was that it was helpful, that they wanted to know more. About a week ago, I sent an email. If you are on my free VIP email list, you got it. It was about food guilt, you know, like beating yourself up after a choice that you don't feel so good about. And I want to dive more deep into the topic today, really at your request. And the fundamental overarching picture here with food guilt and beating yourself up for choices that you make and sort of the woe is me, why did I do that kind of thing. The overarching picture, guys, is that we have to stop doing things that either don't work or don't make us feel good. And God forbid, we've got to stop doing things that both don't work and don't make us feel good, right? For most people, like the vast majority of people, food guilt isn't improving your choices. It is making you miserable, but it doesn't work. Beating yourself up over the choice does not improve your choices downstream. And I cannot tell you how amazingly common it is that I get comments via email in my Fat Loss Fast Track track Facebook groups on social media. Oh my God, it was an awful day. I totally blew it. I went overboard. Why do I do this to myself? What is wrong with me? Or, well, today was totally a disaster. I feel absolutely disgusting. I ate way too much and now I'm beating myself up. Okay, stop. Seriously, stop. This is not helpful behavior. And if it's not working, don't just say, oh, well, I don't know how to stop. Okay, we need to figure it out because it is not only not working, it is not making you happy. So this is what I shared with the folks um, in, in last weekend's email. I said the food is neutral and the decision, the behavior is in the past. So bringing all of this negativity and assigning all of this emotion is not helping you. Most people think, well, I have to beat myself up because if I don't get all down on myself about it, if I don't make this big negative thing about it, then isn't that basically just saying that the behavior is okay? And if, and if I say that the behavior is okay and I'm not constantly telling myself how awful I am, won't I just keep doing that? Like, isn't that giving myself permission? Here's what I want you to think about. For that to be true, that notion that if you don't make this big negative thing that you're giving yourself permission and if you give yourself permission that you'll never stop, for that to be true, it would have to basically also be true that beating yourself up about it, all of this negativity makes the behavior stop, right? Because if you stop the negativity and that allows the behavior to continue, then that means the maintaining the behavior makes the behavior stop. Maintaining the negativity makes the behavior stop. And that's not the case, is it? 
For most people, the more drama you manufacture related to the behavior you want to change, the more negativity you create, the more time you spend fixated on a choice that you want to move beyond, the more likely you are to repeat that choice. Why? Because your attention is there. You are there. Your thoughts are there. Your focus is there. Let it go. Stop manufacturing the drama. Stop manufacturing the emotion and move on. Ask yourself, okay, what is my next best choice? The food itself is neutral and you assigning the emotion defies the desire to establish a relationship with food based on making yourself feel amazing. One of the coolest things about my work with one-on-one clients, you know, the way we work together and, and sharing this ongoing journal where every day they're writing down what they eat and how they feel and how the food makes them feel. And then I'm commenting. I get to see not just what they eat, but how they feel about what they eat. And what that shows me without exception is that the food guilt, the negativity, the drama, all of the emotion and beating yourself up, here's what it does. It makes you feel hopeless and helpless. It makes you focus on the food and on the power of the food and on your inability to do the work and on your inconsistency instead of, hey, I'm strong and I'm powerful and I can do these things and I can make a difference. The food guilt is not an effective strategy. Would you keep doing something in your job over and over for years if it absolutely did not work and you hated it? It made you totally miserable? Either you wouldn't keep doing it or you wouldn't keep your job. And we need to operate more intelligently. Let's look at getting healthy, burning fat, getting fit as a process, as a job. And to win, to get the results you want, you have to implement strategies that work and eliminate strategies that don't work right? That's just true. For a sports team to win, they have to have more strategies that work and fewer strategies that don't work than the other team. And with you and your goals, there is no other team. So to achieve your goals, to win, to get where you want to go, you need more of the strategies that work and less of the strategies that don't work, right? That emotion is not helping you. It is not about, but I feel so guilty, I don't know how to stop. I just feel so bad when I do it and I can't help but beat myself up. You've taught yourself to feel that way. You can stop. The only reason it's your default response is because you've done it so many times and so we have to outnumber that patterned response with a productive patterned response. It is only a patterned response because you created that pattern and that means you can create a new one. You can listen to this and convince yourself that it's just too hard. You can't possibly get rid of all the food guilt because it's just the way you are. No, it's not. It's what you've practiced over and over and over again. It's food, okay? You are assigning the emotion. And if you are assigning the emotion, you can stop. Second, it's not working. Moment of truth here, guys. Successful people are objective about what they want and how to get there. If you aren't where you want to be, it is very likely because you've dragged way too much emotion into it. You aren't seeing clearly. You're being dramatic. Here's the flow that many people take. I want a cookie. I shouldn't have a cookie. I'm going to eat the cookie anyway. Oh my God, I ate the cookie. I shouldn't have done that. I suck. Cookies are the devil. That is inefficient. It is dishonest. And it is not a productive mindset 
for success. When we strip away the emotion, here's what reality looks like. You had a choice, cookie or no cookie. You acknowledged that the cookie wasn't aligned with your goals and you ate it anyway. Then you added negativity and judgment. When you face a temptation, practice being objective. I am not suggesting that this will come easily to you. It probably won't. You will find yourself drifting into that insane cycle of emotion that doesn't serve you. And this is why we practice. I want a cookie. Okay. I want a cookie and I want to reach my goals. What do I want more? How am I going to feel about both choices afterwards? If I eat the cookie, how am I going to feel afterwards? If I don't eat the cookie, how am I going to feel afterwards, right? How am I going to feel in a couple of hours? Make a choice and then move on to the next one. Do not stay with a choice you've already made. That is an inefficient use of your energy, one of your most precious resources. Now this, this idea of asking questions, how am I going to feel if I have it or if I don't, it brings up a really important point that I haven't talked about before and I think it's very critical. Are you looking only at the first order consequences And are you ignoring the second and third order consequences? This is something we have to talk more about. It's something you have to practice. It takes training. First order consequences are things that happen immediately. And most people who are not reaching their goals only look at the first order consequences. And if that is you, you are really going to struggle until you begin to practice this more. So your first order consequences are pretty much immediate. And they are usually... These first order consequences are usually opposite of your goals, whereas second and third order uh, consequences are not immediate and they are usually aligned with your goals. So let's go back to that cookie example. Should I have the cookie? It smells amazing. Well, the first order consequences is it, it would taste good and I'm hungry. So win. Yes, I'll have the cookie because it would taste good because I am hungry. Those are first order consequences. But the second order consequence might be that it won't satisfy your hunger for long and it might trigger cravings. The third order consequence is that eating the cookies is going to keep you from your fat loss goals, right? Or if we look at going to the gym, the first order consequence is that you have to give up your time and your energy and you don't want to do that, right? So if you make a decision based on first order consequences, you're probably going to eat the cookie and you're probably going to skip your workout right? Lots of people are going to stop right there. They're going to talk themselves out of the workout because they don't have time and they don't have energy, or they're going to talk themselves into the cookie because it tastes good. But when we look at the gym example, the second order consequence is that you're going to feel accomplished and proud of yourself, and you might even have more energy. The third order consequence is that you're going to accelerate your progress towards your goals. First order consequences are typically immediate, but we don't want to make decisions based on just that first order consequence. That's why I'm always encouraging my clients to ask questions like, how am I going to feel about this choice in a few hours or when I'm laying in bed at night? Based on how I'll feel in a few hours or how it will make me feel when I'm laying in bed at night, is it worth it? If you make a choice you don't feel good about, you have the opportunity to be curious about it or be critical about it. And the guilt with food is being critical of your choice, right? I know that's how you've been operating and I feel strongly that that is an un 
fortunate waste. With every situation where you didn't choose the ideal or the ideal didn't happen, you have the opportunity to learn. But if you get all emotional, you are crowding out the opportunity to learn and to grow. There is a hidden gem, a tool, a little Pokemon thingy for all of you Pokemon Go people. I know what it is. I know what I'm talking about. You are passing up these gems, these tools, these little Pokemons, right? Because you're getting all dramatic. You will accelerate your progress if you begin to find the lesson in your challenges, in the moments you don't feel so good about, right? And then you will accelerate your progress because you're learning instead of pouting. Instead of getting all down on yourself, there's no learning in your negativity. Be curious, not critical. When you are curious, you have the opportunity to learn something that will reduce these moments in the future. It will fast track your success, or you can just keep being pouty and miserable. Understanding the objective facts is going to help you learn and grow and improve while being emotional clouds your judgment and brings you down. If you want to be successful, you have to make tough choices. You have to make correct choices. Are you making tough, correct choices? Is this choice a correct choice? In view of what I really want, is this the correct choice? What are the first order consequences versus the second and the third? Yes, this takes practice. So what? Do it anyway. The quality of your life depends on the quality of the decisions that you make. So it is time to get honest with yourself. It is time to stop being so emotional about food and start being objective about your path to your goals. So this was a shorter episode, but I think it's a really, really important one and one that I want everybody practicing on a regular basis. Before I share with you some of the amazing things I ate yesterday, yesterday was a good day, I want to share with you three things I want you to know about Ascend. First, I will say this. There is a blog up on primalpotential.com underneath the blog tab that is about why you should not go to Ascend. So if you are on the fence about the first ever Primal Potential Transformation Weekend, I want you to read that post about why you should not go. But I also want to tell you a few things about it. It is not a series of lectures. That is what the podcast is for, right? That is what webinars are for. This is a workshop where I will help you work on you. Why aren't you doing the work? What is behind your inconsistency and how to overcome it? A lot of people can't figure those things out on their own either. They're not quite sure how to be that honest with themselves. And I just have a really good way of pulling that out of people. Or they don't really know the questions to ask or what to look at or where the clues are. That is what it is all about. It's not about what to eat or crazy nutrition strategies or let's get the facts behind intermittent fasting. That is not why most people are not making progress towards their goals. It is not easy to get to the issue behind the issue. And we will get there together at Ascend. So you can check out all of the details about Ascend on the podcast I released all about it, which was released on 7-12, July 12th is that podcast. It's very short. I think it's eight or nine minutes. So definitely listen to that or read the blog post on why you shouldn't go. All right, what I ate yesterday, cold brew coffee because it makes the world go round. And then, okay, my brunch was amazing. Picture this. I got to tell you how I did it. 
So I took like a regular frying pan and I put a little bit of like leftover bacon fat in it to just grease the pan. Then I cracked four eggs into it. I didn't scramble them. I just cracked four eggs into it. And on top of it, I added garlic scapes, tomato, and avocado. And I let it just cook in the pan until the bottom was all beautiful and crispy, but the yolks were still like mm, over medium-ish, um, maybe over easy. It was amazing. So the bottom was all beautiful and crispy. And on the top, I had these vegetables. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Anyway, enough about that. Um, I spent the afternoon walking on the beach and I think I did like nine miles or something like that. When I finished, I was so thirsty and so dehydrated. I got two huge bottles of water and I got a thing of Greek yogurt and I had it with blueberries because all I wanted was like cold, moist, that was it. And then dinner, I took myself out for dinner and I got a macadamia crusted yellow fin tuna. It came with wild rice, but I didn't eat that. Uh, it also came with carrots and I did eat those. So that is what I ate yesterday. No guilt whatsoever. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk with you soon. Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.